When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Telegraph, the Telegraph. Podcasts. As many of us come face to face with our friends again, we're looking into why short-term lockdown could have long-term effects on your friendships. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. and even months was the frankly quite grating sound of socialising in 2020. Group Zoom calls with your friends, Skypes with your family or just a plain old phone conversation with your partner. Perhaps you started with vigour in March but found yourself petering out in May. A recent study of 2,000 adults by Santander found one-fifth felt their friendships had been damaged by the pandemic, with 14% fearing they'd lost friends forever as a result of not being able to see them in person. There's no real substitute, it seems, for face-to-face encounters. That's a view shared by Robin Dunbar, Professor of Evolutionary Psychology at the University of Oxford and author of a new report on the effect of a prolonged period without seeing one's friends. The study, published in the Royal Society Journal, suggests most humans have a social network of around 150 people. And while many of those friends will have already reunited and friendships be feeling that bit more normal, others may not. Earlier, I gave him a call to discuss the fragility of friendships without face-to-face contact and the unwelcome side effect of becoming friends with your neighbours. But we started by talking about whether a relatively short-term lockdown could really have a long-term impact on friendships maybe not your best friends let's say but the sort of second or third rank friends you're not quite sure when you next see them quite how your relationship is with them anymore because of the little bit of a gap but uh, you know we'll survive that and and things will kind of be restored to normal fairly quickly i think with most of these um if it went on for much longer in a serious sort of way say for a six month stretch then i think it really would throw up uh, some quite dramatic effects because friendships are really terribly dependent on how much time you invest in them. And for those people who don't feel like they've invested enough time in their friendships recently, uh, either because they can't or they just have fallen out of practice, what are your what are your sort of top tips for people looking to restore those friendships? Uh, I think there's no alternative in the end but to get together and stare meaningfully into each other's eyes across a table somewhere <laughs> so that you're within reaching and touching distance, as it were, because that's essentially the, the 
basis on which we build these friendships. They're based on a lot of close physical spacing, a lot of physical touch, casual pats on the shoulder and strokes on the arm and the odd hug now and again, and uh, Mm. a lot of laughter, which is much easier to generate in a face-to-face environment than it is in any other uh, environment, digital or otherwise. So I suppose the risk here really with the lockdown is not so much, as you say, with your best friends, but with your kind of acquaintances and your larger circle. The flip side of that is that some people have found that they've been connecting with more people via social media. We're spending so much time online. But in 2016, you wrote that no amount of social media will prevent a friend from eventually becoming just another acquaintance. Why is that? That's because, well, essentially, uh, uh, the problem with friendships, now this doesn't apply to family relationships, which are much, much more robust to these kinds of effects. Uh, But friendships are really very dependent on the time you invest in them. And the quality of a friendship literally depends on how frequently you see a particular person. You You can specify an exact amount of time you need to see somebody in order to establish a relationship of a particular quality. And so if you don't meet that requirement, the friendship just sort of fizzles out very quietly to itself. It's not dramatic. It just sort of slides gradually down the slope, if you like, of friendship quality. And so if it went on for long enough, somebody would move from being, well, not your best friend who, who, who's always going to stick by you, but that sort of next layer or two out of, of perhaps good friends. You know, they're they're going to uh, become just sort of somebody you once knew. And it's what I describe as the school gate friends. You know, the people you get to know very well because you meet them every day when you're collecting your kids from school and you get chatting and the kids play together and you go and have barbecues together and maybe even go on holiday. And then the friend kids go to off to different schools or go off to university and you never see each other again. Mm. <laughs> and the relationship just sort of quietly dies because you, you've not invested in it. I think that touches on an interesting point, which is that many friendships are situational and you end up being friends with people that you are seeing every day through work or the or the school gates, as you say. Obviously, when we're largely staying at home, that's taken out of the equation. Is there a limit on how many friends someone can be friends with or, or maintain friendship with? I mean, I'm thinking if you've started chatting to your neighbours for the first time in years, does that mean that somewhere down the line, someone's going to be bumped off? Uh, I'm afraid it does, yes. Yeah. So there, is, there really is an upper limit on the number of friends you can maintain at any one time. On average, that's about 150. It varies from about 100 up to about 250. But over and over again, the average for a, for a group or a population comes out at, at about 150. Um, you know, and that, the, the, diff, the variation in there is partly due to differences in personality. Um, girls tend to have bigger friendship circles than boys, for example. Clearly, you know, if you're housebound, you can't get out so easily. That's going to affect the number of friends you have. All, all these factors come into play. But that limit seems to be very robust. So what seems to happen is that uh, if you meet somebody new, as you might have done in the last uh, month or two in, in, in your street and, and become involved with them in some you know, voluntary uh, capacity, 
helping people out and got to know them well and you and you want to sort of bring them into your inner circle of friends i'm afraid the likelihood is that somebody else is going to get bumped out and and the the, the most dramatic context in which in which we've ever seen this happen is in terms of romantic relationships when oh, you gosh. call because you know, obviously you don't fall in love with somebody in your immediate circle well at least mm-hmm. not normally you know somebody who comes from out beyond the solar system of your social network usually and uh, you want to bring them right into the center and it turns out that that costs you two friendships gosh two friends you've just completely justified all the secret pent-up resentment i felt when uh when a girlfriend gets a lovely new boyfriend um, i'm so <laughs> yes. glad you've given that a scientific justification it's because we feel threatened and, and rightly so if it costs us two friends <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The, the answer is don't fall in love too often. You may end up losing all your friends. <laughs> My final question, Professor Dunbar, is even once we begin to see our friends again, one thing that's still lacking largely while social distancing measures remain in place is touch. How important is touch in creating bonds between humans? Um, it seems to be much more important than we give credit for. I think we kind of appreciate the fact, you know, we realize it, but we don't kind of think about it. So it's it's not part of that conscious processing of, of, of the social world that we spend all our time worrying about. But it's it's sort of going on below the event horizon of consciousness, as you might say. But it does turn out to be extremely important. And it's pretty much universal. We, we've surveyed people all over Europe and in Japan as well. It's obviously a completely different culture. And you get pretty much the <laughs> same pattern in, in where people are allowed to touch you, where you feel comfortable touching other people. That is directly reflective of the quality of the relationship you have with them. You know, sort of, okay, you know, it's not just the British that don't like being touched by strangers. <laughs> um, you know, nobody does. That's why we shake hands very carefully with strangers. <laughs> Uh, but your close, the closer friends, you know, all those casual pats on the back and strokes on the arm and the odd hug here and there, you know, really are fundamentally important to building and maintaining the quality of your relationships with people. So if you take that away, it's not the end of the day, but it's un- removing one of the mainstays, I think, of, uh, of how these things work. And who in society do you envisage being most affected by that lack of touch or indeed just by the lack of face-to-face social interaction over the lockdown? My guess is the people who will experience most problems from this are older folk who, because older folk are already losing a lot of their friends and family, their, their sort of peer age group in the family are dying off and uh, friends are moving away or dying off. And so unlike younger people who then go out and find somebody else to fill that slot, older people don't. So if you then exacerbating that by imposing a long period of social isolation, then I think the problems that arise from loneliness are then going to be, be exacerbated. The rest of the coronavirus latest news. Secondary school pupils will have to wear face coverings in school corridors in areas of England subject to local lockdowns after the government reversed its guidance. Head teachers in any secondary school will also have the option to introduce masks in their schools. The government says the guidance follows updated advice from the World Health Organization, but the Labour Party accused the Conservatives of passing the buck on to teachers. 
The latest case figures suggest the Czech Republic could become the next European country subject to quarantine measures for people returning to the UK. The UK government considers triggering quarantine conditions when a country exceeds the seven-day rate of 20 COVID-19 cases per 100,000 people. The Czech Republic is currently recording a seven-day rate of 19.4 cases per 100,000, up from 16 one week ago. Switzerland could also be next. It's already over the threshold with a seven-day rate of 21.2. Gatwick Airport is to cut up to 600 jobs in response to what it called the devastating impact of COVID-19. The redundancies represent almost a quarter of the airport's workforce. It comes as passenger numbers fell 80% in August. As always, if you'd like more detail on any of those stories, you can read more by clicking on the links in the episode description. And because it's the end of summer and we're all in need of some good news, well, I've got some. Until the end of August, you can save over 50% on your Telegraph subscription in our summer sale. Sign up now at telegraph.co.uk slash audio and you'll get full access to our website plus exclusive subscriber rewards and events for just £1 a week for your first six months. You really won't find it cheaper. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to this feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoy the podcast, please do give it a five star rating and a short review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. If you'd like to get in touch, email me. The address is coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.